Well, hi, everybody. Welcome back to another Photography Frame of Mind podcast. My name is Matt Kloskowski, uh, photo educator over at mattk.com, and I'm joined by my good friend Brian Matias over at matias.com. And if you That's wonder true. why we're laughing, it's because I tried starting the podcast just a moment ago, and I forgot the name of it. That's so, true. <laughs> Anyway, frame of mind, the idea behind what we do here is try to, you know, kind of mold, change, uh, solidify, adapt, discuss things around your frame of mind for photography and photo editing. And our topic today uh, is the Adobe pricing changes. So, um, you know, this is it's going to come as a surprise to some people because you I think sometimes, Brian, we get we get into the idea of because we're in the industry. And we know we know what's going on, and we and then and then it's like a confirmation bias. Like you see all these things that talk about it. I just got two emails today from people that had no idea there were any pricing changes. Right. So yeah, it's like it's you easy. know I look at it as like wow, I've seen so many articles and videos and emails about this stuff, but um, it's it's not out there. And so we t- we did talk a little bit about first part is going to be talk about the pricing changes, what it is, what it means. I think talk a little bit about the future of what to expect. And then also talk about pricing just in general in the, in the industry, because I think it's important uh, as you look at Adobe pricing changes, what maybe some of the other pricing things that we see that aren't being talked about as much, but are out there too. So um, what do we got here? Uh, let's, so I'll let you kick it off, uh, really. So, you know, there's some, I'm sorry, I'm like, I, I've got a little sure. bit of an elbow problem and it hurts to put it on the desk. So I have to cushion it. So you guys are going to see my neck pillow on my desk right now, but it's a podcast. So you don't even have to look at it because there's nothing visual. Just know that he's awful. wearing like that, that neck pillow that when you go on yeah, a here, flight. I'll put it around my neck now. There you go. Is that better? There you go. Yeah. Much better. <laughs> anyway. um, yeah. So like you said, and I agree with you it's easy for us kind of like to sometimes fall into our own echo chamber because this is our livelihood. So we kind of have to know about it. And also a lot of times when we, when we go online, the things that we, we browse is also in that echo chamber. So when you do, when you hear like, what are you talking about? It's a, it's a good reminder. So what are we talking about? Well, we're talking about a few weeks ago, Adobe made some announcements in terms of pricing changes to people who subscribe to creative cloud. Um, and something called generative credits, which we'll talk about in a bit. But I'm going to summarize for you um, basically who's affected and who's not with the pricing changes specifically for Creative Cloud. Now, if you want to know what those pricing changes are, just go to Google and do a search for Adobe pricing changes. It'll be like the first article. It'll go to Adobe's help center. So, and there's good news to this. Maybe. (laughs) Uh, I think so. I think so. I do too. Yeah. It, it, it depends on what kind of Adobe subscriber you are. So if you are subscribing to all the apps, like the full uh, uh, plan, which gives you everything, uh, or you're subscribed to an individual app, like with just one app, um, and that's whether you're in the individual plan for teams or for enterprise, then these pricing changes will impact you. Again, search for it and you'll find the specifics because it depends on how you pay that'll determine your rate increase where this is kind of good is if you are on on the photography plan, which is Lightroom plus Photoshop or the Lightroom only plan, in addition to a few others, but for this audience is pretty much all photography plan or Lightroom. 
yeah. this won't affect you at all. No, no pricing changes for you. So that's not to say that it won't happen <laughs> for now. Uh, and, and this is a, a effective November 1st, 2023. So uh, date of recording today is end of September. Still a little bit of time. But I think that's great. I think that's kind of cool. Yeah, I'm looking at, you know, just uh, again, you should you should definitely look these up for your plan. But I'm looking at my computer screen now. So yeah. your your single app plans, um, just as a quick summary for you. So $2 increase if you're billed annually. So $2 increase per month. But if you're right. paying annually, then it works out to $2. Um, and then a $3 increase for the month to month. So think about it like, you know, it'd be $24 if you're paying annually for a single app, it's going to be $24 if it's $36 if you're doing the, the month to month option. Um, for the Creative Cloud All Apps Plan, um, I think that one went from $54.99 to $59.99. So you're looking at about five bucks a month. Yes. On that one. And then, like you said, there's the teams and there's the enterprise and all that stuff. And you got to look look that stuff up but i think Correct. we probably summarize most people watching this or listening to this i keep saying watching but it's a podcast it's really meant to Never just know. be listened to um i think most people are going to be on the photography plan uh, yes you know the lightroom I, and photoshop one and yeah. go ahead oh no i i i i oh i thought you were asking me that but yeah oh. <laughs> i do think i would be willing to bet um that most of our audiences are either on the photography plan or w whether it's the original 20 gig plan, the hundred gig plan, or the, the more common terabyte plan. Yeah. So. And so the interesting thing about this, you know, so, so those plans have not gone up <laughs> and, and I, there's been a lot of talk about this again, Brian, like Brian said, it's kind of a little echo chamber and it almost dates back. I wouldn't say dates back, but it almost refers back, you know, go watch or go listen to the first episode um, of Frame of Mind that Blake and I did, be, beware of, of photo advice. But toward the end of that, we talk about that, we talk about that echo chamber of YouTube and social media. And so it's like, once you get into it, that's all it shows you. And so if you're not, if you haven't looked for anything like that, it might not show you anything where it's like, you know, Brian and I can't, we can't open up YouTube or social media without seeing somebody talk about this. The interesting thing though, is I, I like, I like to, to go back. So 2013 when Adobe um, announced the 999 plan. Okay. And, and I will, I will call, I will call it out 100%. Adobe, it was a colossal, screw up when Adobe first announced their subscription plan. Yep. I mean, it, it just, I think they tried to, to do, to make it as clear as possible. And it was just such a colossal failure on so many fronts. Um, and I think the audience spoke, which I, I actually, for a company their size, I really gave them credit for hearing what people were saying, which was, we, we are not paying $50 a month. For Lightroom and Photoshop. Right. In the long run, it might be a better deal. We're still not going to pay it. Like this, this, this is too much money. That's $600 a year where it, really for somebody that upgraded and did all of the upgrades, you're probably still saving money, but still $50 a month was, is a lot of money, $600 a year for your photography hobby software. So they pivoted 
And they came out with that 99, $9.99 plan for Lightroom and Photoshop, which I thought was ridiculously low. Right. You know, like I was like, hey, I'm glad you came out with something, but this is this is stupid. Like this is $10 a month for arguably the most important part of your photography past taking a picture. Um, so I, I thought it was too low. Mm-hmm. But then the interesting part is everybody said it was going to be bait and switch. Yes. Right? Was, oh, that's I mean, right. That's right. All you saw, all you all you heard from people was, you know, anybody that would complain about it and you would write back and you would say, you know, they were mad that Adobe didn't have a perpetual license anymore. And you write back and say, okay, they don't, but $10 a month is 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 not bad. And then the response to that was, yeah, but that's bait and switch in a year. They're going to lock all my photos up in the cloud. They're right. going to lock everything. They're going to lock all my files and then right. they're going to bait me in and they're going to jump me up to $50 a month and right. I'm going to be stuck. Right. And 2014 and, and- came by, 2015 came, 2016 came, 17, 18. They did dabble somewhere around 2018, 2019 with a 1999 plan. Yes. <laughs> and that went really bad for them. And then you never heard, heard about it again. I mean, the plan's still up there. It's got more it space. Um, and so here we are 10 years later, and it's the same price. I would say, find me something that, forget 10 years, in the last, since 2019, since before the world went gonzo crazy, find me anything that's not 30 to 40% more money. Exactly right. And the, my, the way I look at it, similar kind of two sides of the same coin, $10 a month or $20 a month if you want um, a terabyte of storage. But let's just look at Photoshop. Well, just, just Photoshop, okay? I don't know if people really remember how expensive it was to get yeah. Photoshop. I mean, it's $800 in some cases. Um, and so now, this what this plan did was it all of a sudden... The, 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 the gates have been open and for 10 bucks a month or 20 bucks a month, you can have access to, of course, Lightroom, no, no argument there, but to Photoshop, which is arguably one of the most powerful like image editing, you know, graphic design tools ever yeah. created. And it, it only gets more powerful. So that's something, and I'm not like trying to shill Adobe, you know, I, I get it, but like, yeah, like I, I, that was the thing that no one seemed to want to admit. Like, wait a second. Like, yeah, I would, we have a subscription now. I get it. Um, but now I have access to Photoshop, something that I maybe never would have dreamed that I can have access because I couldn't afford $600 up front mm-hmm. or $800. Yeah. Yeah. And so like, it's, it's, it's crazy. It, it, it's, it's pretty crazy to see like how much the price went down and, and honestly, like we, we owe Adobe, everybody owes Adobe a little bit of thanks for that because you used to work it on one. And, mm-hmm. and I think there was even a picture that floating around of like me talking to you in front of a trade show when it was like, what was it? The perfect photo suite or something like that. And, That's right. and there was a big sign behind it and it said on That's sale right. for, for four seventy nine ninety nine. Yep. Like That's on sale for $500. Yeah. That's what software cost before Adobe did this. That's right. Adobe also, pushed the prices down. 
because yes. now all of those software packages, if you pay them monthly, are somewhere around ten to fifteen dollars, and if you buy them outright for the perpetual license, it's somewhere between a hundred, hundred and fifty, something like that. So, yeah. except Capture One, which is double the price of everything else. Yeah, and that's like an anomaly of itself, and that's why I'm again I'm not railing against Capture One, but that is yeah. an interesting point. But the other thing with the subscription model that Adobe did, again, kind of like a debt of thanks, so to speak. They buy one of the, the chief um, benefits that Adobe made with the subscription is that it would allow them to iterate and update the apps more frequently, like yeah. several times a year instead of once every several years. Like, do you remember how the, the, the years that would go by between a Photoshop you know, uh, uh, update or Nick. So I remember Nick's software. It was almost like a joke. Like it, it's out when it's, it, it'll be released when it's ready. They yeah. would go, <laughs> like it was crazy. Um, and so now with subscriptions, because it allows Adobe or any other company to kind of realize incremental revenue throughout the year, it, it makes it easier to, release these things like how many things did we get in lightroom and photoshop in the past year like yeah so and it, it it's an interesting it's an interesting kind of uh psychological effect too because i think i i miss the days truthfully i miss the days when the big version came out yeah yep. there was so much celebration it was kind of the yep. days like when the big uh, the the big new operating system came out um back in the days of you know your favorite uh, music artist, you know, and the big album came out and everything. It was, it, it, there was an excitement around it. And, and unfortunately that excitement's kind of gone. The feature just come, but on the flip side of that, we don't have to wait 18 to 24 months when a new feature comes out. Now we get that new feature when, when it's ready. Um, right. And I, I would say that, I would say that some of the biggest features, typically Adobe does a big release at Adobe Max. They will talk about, they, so they did it different this year, mm -hmm. but typically they do a big release at Adobe Max. And this year we got Photoshop early, but I would say some of the most impactful features have actually come from some of the dot releases in between like profiles and Lightroom and Camera Raw. They came, they came in like April one yep. year. Or Denoise uh, AI. Denoise AI, yeah, that came that came this this year too, this and it year. wasn't a big major release. And no. I mean that like that feature saves you money. Yes, if it you, does. If you were somebody that used Topaz or uh, what's the other one, uh, DxO or whatever, like Lightroom's noise reduction is just as good, and, and it's in some ways to me better. But that feature, that feature, one hundred percent saved you money. Okay. Yes. Now, select subject or when they made presets to be adaptable and everything, you can't necessarily say those features saved you money. They were great features, but mm -hmm. uh, you know, the sky replacement definitely, it didn't necessarily save you money, but right. denoise AI in Lightroom and camera raw, if you can use it, if you're somebody that doesn't need JPEGs the, to run it on JPEGs, it, it, that saves you what a hundred bucks, at least a hundred bucks a year. Yeah. And, and actually, I'm glad, I'm glad you said that a, a, a year. Like, it's not yeah. like a, the whole point of this, of what we're talking about. It's not like it's just one time. And we'll yeah. talk about this. You, you are paying. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So like, you know, you, yeah, you're going to be buying Topaz every year for a hundred mm -hmm. bucks or 79, whatever they charge for. Mm -hmm. yep. You're going to be buying that every year for a hundred bucks. 
Yes. So over the course of five years, that saved you five hundred dollars. Yep. Um, so that's interesting. Again, like Brian said, it's. Uh, I think we we talk about it because we're we're both Adobe users. Um, I I, I want to use what's best. And yes. I, and th- to be honest with you, it's it's interesting because people say my business and probably the same for you. You know, our businesses are tied to Lightroom and Photoshop, so we have to talk about Adobe in a favorable light like this. Sure. Um, and and I would argue, I actually, I, I could I could probably do better if I expanded my business out to all the other apps. If I created courses, because at some point you kind of, I'm not going to say you you run out of ideas, but it'd be a lot easier. Life would be easier for me to just create courses for all the other apps. And right. I did that for a while. And what I found, and I, I don't know if you found this, because I know you've done, you've worked with a lot of apps before too. I did that for a while. And what I found is it's really hard for me to be passionate about it. Like people, I think when people talk about our education, it's like, I can see how into it you are. You know, and that makes, that in turn makes learning more fun. It, you can, when you can feel it from somebody when they're not up there just going through the motions. Right. And when I did, you want to use this other software and I did tutorials, I, I wasn't into it. Right. You know, it was, it was just to get through it, to do a tutorial. And, and so I would actually rather use all that other software and talk about all that other software. Cause my business would, would go up. My business would, would improve if I did it, but I just can't, I can't talk about stuff I don't use. I've tried it. I know you've tried it and it's not fun and I can't do it. <laughs> so uh, I mean, that is a, I mean, that's, I feel like whenever we chat, like we, we like, this is one of those things can be its own topic just on its own, a whole episode, but to kind of like a, one, I agree 100% with what you're saying. The, the, so for me, on if I if I create content for a third-party plugin or um, even what can be considered an alternative to Lightroom, it's I, I try to focus on if it offers something that's kind of unique that you can't do in Lightroom. So I covered um, like Luminar Neo released a pano this panorama extension a few months ago, and the only reason why I covered it because I mean, Pano is not really, it's not really exciting. It's not new yeah. and you can do it in Lightroom. But what, what you can do with this extension is you can take a video clip and you can set a kind of in bumper and an out bumper and it'll create a, an, a Pano image. Point, point is, I thought that was interesting and mm-hmm. worth covering, but I, it, and it's not this, maybe you can call it like authentic or, or uh, inauthentic, but I use Lightroom for my work, like, and so I would feel kind of, yes, I could possibly create content to serve an audience that uses on one or, um, Luminar Neo, like, just like you. Um, but it's not part of my day to day. And I would just feel like there are other people who it is, they, they, they use it exclusively that would serve that audience better. I agree. I agree. 100%. Um, back over to, uh, to, you know, some of the Adobe pricing changes. So, sure. so our, our 999 or 1999 a month plan, whatever you're paying for, for Lightroom and Photoshop didn't go up. Mm-hmm. Um, if I were to, uh, and by the way, I have zero, zero inside information and I would, I would believe you're the same, right? Inside yeah. information as to whether this would happen. 
I believe at some point you have to expect it. Yes, like, you should. <laughs> you should expect it. Um, we'll, we'll talk about the generative fill credits because I think maybe that was to maybe thwart a price increase to those plans. Mm -hmm. And we'll talk about how that could, but at, at some point you have to expect it. In inflate and across the board, it's not just Adobe. All all other software companies are going to have to raise their prices. Inflation is just it's no longer this thing that maybe one news station is saying is worse than another news station. Inflation is out there. I think yes. every single person has felt the pinch somewhere. And if you're these software companies, your 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 salary budget has gone up your postage to send things and to mail things and do it to stay in business has gone up. Your rent has gone up. Your, the fuel costs, everything that you do has gone up. Your, to, to buy a desk for an employee has gone up. That computer for the employee has gone up. The chair for the employee, the coffee machine has gone up. The coffee that goes into the break room has gone up. So, so that, that, that's gonna, it's gonna get passed down to us at some point. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. it has to. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's a good place to to merge into the generative fill, which, oh, by the way, before we get into generative fill, and this is going to go to generative fill, is these pricing changes don't take place until November 1st, correct? Correct. Yeah. So, November, so no, yeah. yeah, no price has changed before November 1st. Right. So if you're, if you're listening to the podcast when it comes out, we're doing this, it's like the beginning of October, so. Right. Yeah, so um, we'll have some time. Yeah, yeah, you got you got about a month. It's it's interesting. They came out with that version of Photoshop before Max. I'm gonna guess we're not gonna see a new version of Photoshop at Max if they uh, just want... released the big Photoshop. No, yeah, I, th I th yeah, I'm pretty sure that this at least for Photoshop, it, yeah. they've already kind of that ship. Yeah, we started. haven't seen the big Lightroom update I, again. Right. I'm gonna guess we'll see the big Lightroom update, and I just. Every year we see the 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 new Lightroom update at Max, so I'm mm -hmm. gonna guess we'll see it. And what's Adobe Max is in mid October, so but it's just yeah. interesting that they came out with all that and did all that, and then everybody's like, oh, they wanted they wanted a they wanted extra. Nope, sorry, I guess I should have shut my phone off. Uh, um, now we know. Now we know Matt's ringtone. <laughs> <laughs> That's my wife's ringtone. <laughs> Uh, Diana is lucky. I could I could cut that out, but I'm gonna leave it in. No, that's um, great. But yeah, you know, and and again, people people in very typical fashion will jump in and say, "Oh, that's uh, they did it early because they wanted to get an extra month of revenue." But it's interesting that they they didn't they didn't take the extra month of revenue. No, no, yeah. they, they just announced it. And and what's funny, just to kind of uh, uh, reiterate Matt's point of how we how like how low we are on any sort of Adobe totem pole, like. This was all news to like Matt and I were, I mean, cause we talk every day and we were, we're already planning like the stuff that we're going to, the content we're going to create for, for Max. Cause we know that that's happening. We know things are coming. The Photoshop thing. I mean, that came out of nowhere. Oh, like, I had no idea. Yeah. None. Um, I had no and everyone's idea. scrambling like, cause now you have uh, you know, generative fill in production. And anyway, I thought it was a, uh, it was fun, but it was also kind of like, Man, it would have been great to have maybe like a couple of days notice. I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, yeah. I was preparing a course. Yes. But I got, that kind of got moved. That, 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 that pushed you. You're like, I got to get this going. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. And, and for those, anybody listening, like, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I, I, 
I don't I don't talk to Adobe much. Um, and that's different from back in like my my old my previous days where I used to work and everything. I used to have a lot of communication with Adobe. Um, I don't I don't talk with Adobe much. They don't they don't contact me much, which is okay. That's that's not a dig. Like I I don't I don't think they have to contact me. And, and honestly, I know enough people there that if I contacted them and said, "Hey, can I can I get an idea of what's working?" or um, uh, you know, get, can I get an idea of this stuff? I, I think I think they would would give that to us because we yes. know people there. But at the same time, I I realized I kind of stopped talking to software companies about pre-releases because I realized something about myself, which is I I think I'm really good at teaching what's there. I can take what somebody has made. And then I think, I think I, I, and I, I would say you're the same way, Brian, like you're really good at teaching what's there. I don't consider myself a visionary for what people want. And so these pre-release programs and, and talking to Adobe and, and other software companies about what's coming up and all this stuff, you know what? I kind of stopped because I don't have any feel for what people really want. You know, people mm. will tell me some small features here and there, but I realize right. I am, I'm not visionary in what people want. I can just teach it really, really good once it's there. So yes. I don't try to, to, to get involved too much in the beta programs because I don't know that I'm a whole a very big help there. That and also where you and I are very much on the same page is um, because we are educators, because we create content on such a prolific scale, um, and because and because we're both members of Adobe's pre-release program, which does have an NDA or non-disclosure agreement, yeah, we can't obviously right now. You can't have the the beta pre-release version, at least with with Lightroom, for example, installed in parallel with. The, the public version, unlike yeah. Photoshop, where Photoshop, anyone could have downloaded um, Photoshop beta and had it alongside production. We can't do so. Just from a uh, ethical perspective, I don't, I'll install a pre-release and listen, the, I, it's not any, it's not like some super secret that Adobe has a pre-release program and most companies do. Yeah. Um, and I'll, I'll put that on and kind of dive in you know, it's probably now because we're close. I think it's to close. Act. Exactly. Um, but to your point, <clears throat> so much like of the features, those don't come from us. Like there, there are product managers who yeah. at Adobe who are paid to figure this stuff out. So um, yeah. yeah, anyway. So, so let's get into that generative fill thing. Sure. That generative fill thing. Um, well, <laughs> once you start, you, you I mean, if you want to kick it out, you just launched a, a course pretty much on like a, what I would say is, and I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I actually am a big fan of what you did. It's not just like this generative fill. It's generative fill for photographers. And so yeah, like, in the real world, in the real world. Um, so, if yeah. you, I mean, why don't you, you just did a whole course. And so why don't you just talk a little bit about what it is? Yeah. So, okay. So, so this new version of Photoshop and it was out in beta. So people, people knew about it. Like there, there's. There's always a beta of Photoshop for people that don't know this. When in your Adobe Creative Cloud Updater app, where you get all your new apps and downloads and everything, there's always a beta of Photoshop in there. Okay. Um, sometimes that beta doesn't have anything in it, which is why you don't really see many people talking about it. But they put this generative fill, which is Adobe's answer if you heard about, about Mid Journey, where it's basically 
prompt, text prompted image generation. So Midjourney came out. So this is Adobe's version of that. Um, they, they obviously have been working on it for a long time. You don't just develop this in a couple of months, but they, they put it into the beta months ago. And then all of the creators around making YouTube videos started doing videos on it. And so you had a, so you had a lot of people that downloaded this um, that already knew about it, but it just came out for real in the latest version, which happened in September of 2023. So it just came out for real, this whole generative fill thing. And it's essentially, you make a selection in Photoshop and then you get a text prompt and you can fill that text prompt with whatever words you want to try to fill that selection with. So there's so many uses for it between removing distractions, which I think is the big one, replacing yep. backgrounds, adding elements, compositing <clears throat> elements, adding stylistic, man, you, you did a tutorial on oil paint and I had mm -hmm. somebody email me the other day on, cause I, I, I borrowed your tutorial and I had somebody email me the other day that wasn't able to get it working and he sent me his photo and I tried it and, and it worked. I think he had one setting off, but it was gorgeous. Right. It was like, right. Right. People pay money for plugins. Right. Right. This artistic conversion. And it, it was, I can't wait to share it. The gentleman's going to let me use his image to share it. It was gorgeous what it did to this. Photo. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. So anyway, so you got this generative fill thing. And then yes. also at the same time, Adobe came out with their version of mid journey, which is that AI generated, basically generating an image from scratch. So in yes. Photoshop, you're not really going to do it to generate an image from scratch. You could but I don't think that's the use for it in Photoshop. Right. In Firefly, which is Adobe's a website that Adobe has, like Midjourney, you, you just create an image from scratch. You just type stuff in and it makes an image for you. Correct. Um, so, so those are considered generative, okay? Mm -hmm. You're generating something. You're using some kind of a prompt. Whether or not you choose to put words into that prompt, you're, you have a prompt where you're generating an image. Okay, so you have either firefly.adobe.com or generative film Photoshop. They've now introduced credits. Correct. So for the photography plan, as an example, you're grandfathered in at 250 credits, is it? The photography plan uh, with 20 gigabytes. So that's the thing. If you have the photography plan with one terabyte, you get 500 credits. Oh, okay. Yeah. With the photography plan, the 20 gig, the, the 20 gig one, that's like the least expensive one. The 999 one. The 999 one. If you were paying up to, if you were a subscriber before November 1st, you get 250 credits. If you join after November 1st, it's 100 credits. Okay. And to kind of give you like a, a, what's a credit? Because um, I thought this was a, that was a perfect segue. Um, so so let's, let's use Midjourney as an example. Midjourney for however long, uh, the first call it six months that it was out, especially after it became this, the, the hot thing, you can create a, 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 a trial account and get so many generations for free. Yeah. And mid journey right. for anybody that doesn't know is a text prompted image generation. Exactly. You, right. You type in text and it generates a photo or an image for you. Correct. And I'm not saying it was just because of the overuse. I know that there was actually some abuse happening. People were, were generating things and using it as sort of like misinformation or disinformation type of stuff. Like Donald, I saw there was one Donald Trump being arrested by police. And if you were to just look at it really quickly, <laughs> you, it, it, looked, it looked real. 
And yeah. so, and there was stuff with like the Pope point is, um, I've never seen point, the Pope. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, the Pope was like wearing like this, like puffy jacket, um, <laughs> puffy furry jacket. <laughs> yeah. And so, I mean, the journey is like, okay, that's it. No more, um, no more free. You, you can only use it if you pay now with, with Adobe. So Adobe, when they, when they added Firefly, which is the, their generative uh, AI technology into Photoshop beta earlier this year, there was no, I mean, go, you could go nuts. You can use it as often as you want. Um, when Adobe announced the pricing changes, they also announced this new thing called generative credits. The simplest way to explain a generative credit is like Matt said, you open up Photoshop and you open a photo and then you make a selection and you say, uh, insert uh, uh, an airplane. And it does it and that deducts a credit from your balance. And again, if you do a search on Google for generative credits, um, there's an Adobe um, uh, support article where it'll show you depending, yeah. like we just we were just talking about, depending on your plan, that's how many monthly credits you get. Yeah. Yeah, I did. I think I found it the other day. You can do Adobe Generative Credit FAQ, and you'll get there. You to, go that um, thing. Now, yeah, now okay. one point: if if you are a generative AI fiend, like, and you bust through your credits, you can purchase an additional hundred credits a month for five bucks a month. Um, well, the important gotcha on that one is is once you use up, let's call it the 250, let's say you have 250 in your, your plan. Right. Once you use up the 250, you can still use it, but you're going to be right. throttled back in speed. Correct. So it, right it, now on my computer, generative fill takes five to 10 seconds. Right. So I don't know what this throttle back is going to be. Is it going to be 60 seconds? Is it going to be 10 minutes? Right. Nobody knows yet because it's not being done yet. Correct. Wow. And it's also important to note that this does not take effect until like the pricing changes until November 1st. So yeah, from so now use the November crap 1st, out of it before yes. then. <laughs> and here's an interesting thing, Matt, because um, I, uh, I, I did a short video about this thing when it was announced. There, there was a theme of comments that I thought was completely valid was if you were to, I mean, what what Adobe does with Firefly currently, like what you can do is actually super cool, but it is not like it's hit or miss. And a lot of people are like, well, what the heck? Like if I yeah. do a, a thing and it's and it's not good, why I, I just wasted the credit. a credit. I just wasted a credit. So I agree with that actually. And also currently the max uh pixel count is 1024 pixels. Uh, that it will fill in. I think that's going to go up to 2,000 pixels. If you look, they they have it on the FAQ page, 2,000 by yeah. 2,000. Still, you know, the, the point is that, like, our buddy Blake did a video, because one of the things that you can also do, and I'll sit really, it's called generative uh, expand, um, where you can, if you have, let's say, a vertical photo and you want to make it horizontal without actually cropping in, you can use like a crop box and extend your canvas and then use generative fill. And it will, in most cases, do a just magical job of filling it in. Problem is that because you're, that, that canvas that you expanded is most likely larger than 1,024 pixels, the quality, it's basically stretched pixels. It looks really crappy um, when you scrutinize it. And so Blake did this tutorial where he created these 1024 by 1024 blocks 
where you would fill yeah. the blocks like a checkerboard. Problem is, and here's the thing, every single block that you have to do, that's a credit. So you can burn through your credits in a, in a handful of photos. Yeah. And I would say, you know, I think how, how, this, how this resolution thing shakes out is, is going to be a topic of discussion for quite a while. Um, the way that I found it to work best is you can still do a generative expand for, you know, don't, don't take your image and two exit. But if you had to add a little bit of space to one side or another, the quality will look just fine. If you're re removing a distraction, which to me is the biggest advantage of generative fill yep. is, is I have photos where I tried content aware and I tried the remove tool and neither one of them works. Like to remove a person from a group shot, content aware, the remove tool generally won't work because they'll actually want to replace it with a person. It'll, it'll start to detect what's under there. And you'll find a lot of times it keeps trying to replace it with some, some person in the group. And so there's a lot of cases where content aware and the remove tool did not work. And I would just give up on removing mm -hmm. a distraction because I didn't want to spend the time to try to get it done. And generative fill actually generates an area to put in there. A lot of times these distractions, they don't need more than a thousand to 2000 pixels. And you'd yep. be amazed at how good a thousand pixels looks, even in your big pixel image. Mm -hmm. If it's not a highly detailed area, it looks great. Now, mm -hmm. if you're going to go out a mountain to an 8,000 pixel photo, it's going to be poor quality. If you're going to go mm -hmm. try to add a surfer into an image and again, you want a big quality, it's going to be poor quality. But for yep. backgrounds, filling in a lot of distractions, I'm not going to say all of them, but for mm -hmm. a lot of things, it you you are not, I, I haven't come up with a big problem, but you do have to set your expectations for it. And I think that's the the big point. Absolutely. I mean, I, the, when, when it's, when all this really quickly, when this, all this first came out months and months ago, I did a, a video and I did this tutorial and it was a, a photo I took of my buddy in, in an abandoned auditorium. We were in Detroit and he's sitting on a chair it, 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 with rows of chairs around him. And so I selected him and I used generative fill to remove him as a distraction. And that's the thing. That's where AI is magical because AI, it infers, it's like, oh, well, there are these chairs surrounding this guy, their chairs in front. And so we're removing this guy. So let's put these same chairs, let's fill that space. Man, oh man, um, that was, I think that was the, the photo like that, that made me a, an AI yeah. convert or believer or fan or advocate. You could see a value in it. I could, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, to, to, to clarify something for people too, I think, you know, we talked about the gender of credits when you're going to get charged. Think about it this way. If you're in Photoshop and you press the button that says generate, okay? Not when you type in a text prompt, you press the button that says generate. That's a credit. That's a now, credit. You may not like the results. So you'll press the button again. That's a credit. Yep. Maybe you're thinking of not liking the results and you start to type something else into the prompt and then you think, ah, eh, no, I think this looks good. You're good if you yes. didn't press that button again. Right. And then you have firefly.adobe.com where you've got text to image generation where you can generate an image from scratch. That's got a generate button. So if you go on there and you want to generate a, an image from scratch, that's going to be a credit. And then you've got the text effects, which are really pretty cool. Yes, they I mean, are. Like what yeah. some of the like it's it's pretty amazing. 
Um, for photography, I don't think you need it, but I bet you photographers could still use it for other things because people do different projects all the time. And it's amazing. I would encourage you just play, just scroll through and look at the examples and see what prompts they're using. But if you do, if you try to generate text and you click generate, that's a credit. So after November 1st, so go nuts after now. After November 1st. Yeah. So use um, the crap out of it now and learn its strengths and weaknesses so you're better prepared for after November 1st. But every right. time you click the button, that's a credit. That's the easy way to remember this. Not when you open a photo, not when you save a photo. Anytime you press that generate button, that's a credit. You will not get charged more credits if you continue to use it. You will have to go on and you will buy them. They're not just going to automatically charge you. If you want to keep using it after your 250 at a slow speed, we don't know what that slow speed is. Maybe it's manageable. Maybe it's not. You can keep doing it. So right. nobody's charging you more money right now. Yes. And this is a you, very common unless argument. you choose to use the feature and you choose to click buy on more credits, nobody's charging you more money. Your $9.99 a month plan stays $9.99 a month. Correct. Um, I'm a fan of the move because I don't think everybody's going to want to use this. And I, I, I don't know that this went, went on behind their mind, but I'm a fan of the, the pricing move because it, it, puts, the, it puts the power in the, in the user's hands. Mm -hmm. You know, I, if you don't want to use it, and I've gotten lots of messages from people that don't want to use it. Great. Nothing changed in your life. Correct. You have a feature that you actually will still get to use for free. You got a new feature. And it's just if you want to use it more at a faster speed, you'll have to pay. But nobody charged you more. And the only time you will get charged more is if you decide that you want to use this at a faster speed and buy those credits. So I'm a fan of it because the price didn't go up. And maybe that's how they held the price at $9.99. Maybe. Maybe. That's, I mean, you know. I, I can't I can't figure out how they held the price at nine ninety nine, but maybe that's 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 the reason why. The the thing, and again, I I don't, I'm not I'm not trying to. I maybe I am trying to justify what, what I'm trying. What I want to do is explain to people because I think there's this very passionate knee jerk response of like, oh, Adobe is charging me for this. So, like Matt said, you're not paying more if you're part of a, one of the plans that um, that is increasing. That you know, that's that would have gone up. I would suspect, regardless of of generative fill, but generative fill. That's a, and I, I'm speaking from very per, personal firsthand experience after working for two companies, two software companies that do AI predominantly. It is very expensive to do. Yeah. Um. It, the 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 server costs the the paying uh, data scientists to constantly make. AI uh, models better. Every time you click generate, like Matt, it, it doesn't happen on your computer. That's somewhere, that's a computer, like a cloud computer that is crunching that information, that's interpreting your words, analyzing your photo, and, and putting something in that is masked seamlessly, that abides by whatever tone and color that's in the photo. That Sometimes. is exceptional. <laughs> Some, yes, yes. Listen, it is not, it's not perfect. We are still in Wild West territory. Yeah. But man, oh man, when it does work. Yeah. Can be who cool. Baby. Who baby? So I, this is purely speculation. Back mm -hmm. to our topic of pricing. Mm -hmm. But 
purely speculation on my point or my part. I think maybe I, I still think the nine ninety nine price has to go up. I, I still would expect that, mm-hmm. but I think maybe this is a move to maybe have more pay to play things in the future. You know, not raise the price too high on everybody because generally it's going to be your hobbyist enthusiasts that use that Lightroom Photoshop plan. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, I think your professional photographers use it too. It's just that there are, you know, the professional photography market is is diminishing, not increasing. So I, I think Adobe's lion's share of their market using that Lightroom Photoshop plan are enthusiast hobbyists that maybe make a little bit of money with it too, but who knows? But I think you could see more features like this. And we, mm-hmm. we don't know what those features are right now, but maybe more features like that. Like, take, again, purely speculation. In fact, I, I, I've never seen this feature. I've never heard talk of this feature, but I'm just trying to think of what one of those features could be. And let's say generative sky replacement. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we have mm-hmm. sky replacement in Photoshop. And you mm-hmm. can continue to use it and you can continue to go outside and take a photo of a sky, plop it in, use it as your own sky there. You can buy sky presets. You can do all those things. But maybe Adobe comes up with a generative sky replacement feature that because the downside of Adobe sky replacement is, is every time I do a photo critique or every time I do something where people submit photos, do you know how many times I see the same sky over and over again? <laughs> right. <laughs> You know, that same like sunset sky or the same one with the clouds in it and everything like that, you know? Right, right. Do you know how many times I see it over and over again? Man, that's funny. That is so funny. So maybe people don't want to go out and take their own skies. Maybe they don't want to buy one. So maybe there comes a day where there's this generative sky replacement feature and X amount of credits you get for free. And then if you want to go over that and use it a lot, Maybe you pay per credit. Maybe there's, again, selection technology could go there. Yep. I, who knows? But I, I would be prepared that more features might come out like this to try to keep the monthly cost down and then to make it so if you're going to use these features to the extent that you might use them of 250 credits, then maybe you pay. I, I don't know. Could be totally yep. wrong, but it makes sense to me. I mean, my, my prediction, I've, well, one, one I, th- I still think that one of the things Adobe will um, really push or, or kind of like just amplify is cloud storage. I still think that's, um, yeah. that's going to be a big play for them, especially for photographers, maybe not so much for because photographers really are the only ones like you don't see them pushing for illustrator cloud, you know, like, like one terabyte. In fact, I don't even know if that's not like you probably could, but photography, the photography plan or the Lightroom plan, those are the only two plans where they emphasize the cloud storage because of, of syncing your photos. Yeah. So that's one thing. My prediction, and this is only, this prediction is, about a day old only because if I remember it was yesterday that, that Adobe released Photoshop for the web. Um, yeah. and apparently I haven't used it yet, but apparently it is, it's like pretty cool. It's pr- actually pretty robust. So what I'm, I would be willing to say, cause there is a Lightroom web. There's a full on Lightroom web app. Yeah. I would see us see a Lightroom web plan that you don't have access. Maybe you have access to the mobile app. 
there's a on iPad this Photoshop um I forgot what it was called. There's a there's a, a mini Photoshop mm-hmm. app. Then there's a Lightroom for both iPad and iPhone and, and Android, of course. Um, but you don't get the desktop apps. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, that's my prediction, Matt. That could be. That could be. Yeah. And uh, I'll 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 uh, I'll mention it for you. Um, for those of you that are using the uh, Lightroom desktop, not classic. So basically, anybody anybody using anything other than what's called Lightroom Classic. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brian has just done a course on, it's called Lightroom Everywhere, which I am so jealous. It is a brilliant name for a course. The moment you said it, I was, so, I was pissed. I didn't come up with that name myself. Can I, can I tell you, you need to get pissed at Ashley, my wife. She's the one. Oh, that, she did it. That's a great her. name. Cause that's exactly what people would search. Hey, how can I use Lightroom everywhere? Right. You know, right? like I want to use it on my phone, my tablet, my computer. So Brian's done a course, a very, very inclusive course on everything to do with that ecosystem, which it's not easy to master that ecosystem. And I know from talking to him over the last months, uh, he has put a lot of time into uncovering the questions that are hard to uncover, are hard to search for on the internet and find answers to. Um, but he's put that together. So if you're not using Lightroom Classic and you're using that other version, or you want to find out more about that other version, check out. Mr. Matias's website, Matias.com, M-A-T-I-A-S-H, correct? That's it. Or I actually got LightroomEverywhere.com. So if you don't want to oh. spell my miserable last name, let's go to Light- <laughs> LightroomEverywhere.com. I, I might have you beat, though, for last name. <laughs> you, you have me beat, man. Uh, just in sheer pronunciation variations. Yeah. I've heard so many with you, Matt. Like, yeah, yours you. is good, too. Yours is good. My, mine is actually said the exact way it's spelled. Where yours, yes, yes. yours is not. Yes. Um, it's just yeah. people see people see too many letters in mine, and then it screws them up. But if you if you just looked at it, like it's it's said exactly the way it's spelled. Which, when it comes to Polish names, I'm actually very lucky. Yeah, yes, Polish names have many many silent letters in them. I grew up in a Polish town, so yeah, I'm half Polish, half Italian. I got the Polish Polish name on the the side of things there. So, but you also have. What I would argue in terms of if, if your URL was like, if it was like a, the stocks, so like stocks, are the, the fewer letters yeah. in, a, in a stock, the more prestigious, mattk.com. I got lucky there. You got, I mean, that <laughs> was, uh, yeah. So but th- thanks for, for, for promoting the course. I appreciate that. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's finish this up. I think we got about 10 minutes left. And uh, I think, I think it's, it's interesting to talk about the alternatives because we, we said, you know, Adobe pricing changes and the industry, mm-hmm. but so, so we haven't talked about the industry, um, Let's talk about the industry, Adobe, Adobe gets the lion's share of chatter because they're Adobe. They're the biggest yes. software company, uh, you know, in the world, if not maybe photo, but I think the biggest software company in the world or it's second biggest, whatever it is. Sure. So they get, of course, I'll get all the lion's share of chatter and they're publicly traded. So it's just mm-hmm. going to be magnified. Um, but all these other companies, they're they're not decreasing their prices. So nope. I think it's important to know that you know p- people are like, oh, this generative fill stuff. I'm going to jump ship. I'm going to go find something else. Number one, I think Brian and I are both in agreement on this. We we are done with the subscription conversation. Over. And the the last I'm going to say of it is. I'm just not going to talk about it anymore because I, I do a post about, you know, a new Adobe software is out and, you know, it looks like you check out some pricing increases and all of a sudden flooded with the comments of, you know, knew they were going to check the price my up software. 
Yeah. Or, you know, not paying to rent my software. I'm done with that. Talk, mm-hmm. I talk to people that want to use the software. If you don't want to, that's your prerogative. Um, I, I think you could be making a mistake and misunderstanding some pricing things, which yes. is interesting. So, so let's pull up. Oh, lay it on me, Matt. I know you got it. Show me what so you let's got. Pull up Capture One. Well, let's do okay. Capture One. Sure. Let's pull up Capture One. So when you go to Capture One's pricing, all right, Capture One Pro on the desktop is fifteen dollars a month, billed yearly. If you choose the monthly option, oh, look at that. Holy crap. That's the biggest change. The, yeah, whatever that word is of the difference between the two. The biggest difference I've seen $15 a month billed yearly, $24 a month billed monthly. You, I mean, Ten, that's $10 a month difference. Mm-hmm. Like I expected $15 a month billed yearly, $18 a month billed. Right. Right. Like that, it's $10 more a month. So then there's this all in one bundle, which includes Capture One Mobile. Okay. Which so is a separate. You, yep. Yeah. So if you just do the cheaper plan, you don't get Capture One Mobile. That's $22 a month billed yearly, $34 a month, a bucks, bucks a month billed. So that's monthly. 12 bucks more. That's $12 more. So that's going to be roughly $340, a month a year. Mm-hmm. And then you get Capture One Pro on the desktop, which does not include their mobile option. So it looks like the only way you get Capture One Mobile is if you do the monthly uh, a subscription. And then there's a perpetual license to Capture One on the desktop for $300, mm-hmm. um, which is two years of Adobe subscription. But... I think the important thing, the reason why Brian and I want to talk about this is number one, all of these prices are going up. Okay. Mm-hmm. I remember, I'm going to, I'm going to pull up on one's website, website in a minute, but I remember for the year that I worked at on one, when they first started rolling out their, their Lightroom competitor, it was $69. Okay. I think it's 199 today. Mm-hmm. But, Interesting. What you have to understand is when you buy this perpetual license, people dig their heels in and say, I'm buying my perpetual license. You have to understand, number one, you are getting one version of a product. Let's say it's version 10. When version 11 comes out of that product, which it will in a year, because Mm -hmm. no software company today can survive without releasing yearly updates and charging for them. When version 11 comes out, your version 10 will never see an update again never get touched again. Correct. And eventually changes to your operating system, changes to hardware will phase your perpetual version out. Unless you're just going to sit on old hardware and old operating systems. Yep. But it'll phase it'll your your perpetual version which you feel your your god-given right to own will get phased out and one day you won't be able to open it. So you don't own it forever. You own it for a period of time until Software and hardware changes phase it out is really what it should say. Yeah. Oh, like we talked about before we started, there is a planned obsolescence that is built into everything. I mean, yeah. you can even look at an iPhone. You can say, oh, I bought the iPhone. I own it outright. Yeah. Well, uh, anyone who owns, for example, the iPhone SE, like my mother-in-law. No, the iPhone XR. iPhone XR. Next year, no more iOS. This is her last iOS update year. You just yeah. can't do it. So... And that um, means apps. That means, you know, somebody says, oh, you got to get this app. Nope, they don't work on that phone anymore. 
Correct. I mean, uh, you know, uh, Luminar Neo is doing it as well. They they I, have. Oh, go ahead. I was gonna. I was just pull pull it up. You can say say what you're gonna say. I'll close the pricing. Um, well, you want to talk about on one, or did we talk about on one? Well, I mean, just I'll pull up Luminar Neo. Yeah. Yeah, uh, so Luminar so Neo, one month, twenty dollars a month. Yeah, um, I mean, it, it, does, I mean, does that even come with cloud storage? No. No, they so, don't have any sort of like they're they're starting to do um, their own generative AI, which is only you can only use if you are a subscriber, not if you buy their lifetime license. Well, scratch that. You could, if you have your lifetime license, you also have to buy what's called a creative journey pass. It is it is very convoluted, but the point is, all of these companies they want you subscribe. First of all, all of these yeah. companies are building their own generative AI stuff, which as I said a few minutes ago, costs money. Um, it's ongoing expense. They all want you to subscribe, whether yeah. it's, you, you know, they, they, you want to call it a subscription or an annual, whatever. Um, however, it makes you like, you're, you're, yeah. you're a subscriber. You're paying a recurring cost. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, yeah. So yeah. Luminar Neo, I mean, 12, 12 months, if you pay yearly, you pay, so it's $10 a month. That's like Adobe. You pay yeah. $120 a year. Um, but you know, Luminar Neo is a, a merge of Lightroom and Photoshop or, you know, with Adobe, you're getting Lightroom, Photoshop, you're getting all the mobile apps, you're getting all the apps on your cloud storage tablets and all that cloud storage, if you need it, um, all that stuff. So yeah, but I mean, 10 bucks a month. And then you switch over here to on one. So on mm-hmm. one photo raw, uh, one seventy nine ninety nine, and that's with. So so the that's the max version, which includes the ability to use all of the apps as plugins to Lightroom and Photoshop, and then it's ninety nine ninety nine for just the standalone. So, like I said. A few years ago, it was $69. But I think where people miss is, I, I, and I, I would ask you, like, you know, you, the user, could be the only person that could answer this. Do you, did you buy the version and then did you sit on it for three and four years? Or... Such a great question. Did you buy that version saying... I am not going to subscribe. I'm digging my heels and I'm not going to subscribe. I'm not going to rent my software. And then you bought the perpetual version from other, some other company as an alternative. And we all know nobody really wants the alternative, right? Mm-hmm. But all right, it's the alternative. You know, you go out to dinner on Monday, Monday night to your favorite restaurant. It's closed on Mondays. What do you say? Oh, it's our alternative. I can't go to my favorite. So we go here. So right. the alternative is never a good thing, but you got it as an alternative. And not to say their software is not great. It's just, I know people that, I know people that went over to their software because of the subscription. And I never thought that was a good reason to switch. If you like the interface on one does, I think in some ways have a simplicity to it. Although I I believe it's getting more complicated, but there was a simplicity to it. Um, If you went over by all means, if it suits you, great. But you went over for money. Yes. And what did you do? you spent the same money every year because the next year you bought the update version because it didn't have the features from the software you left until the next year. So to make yourself whole, you had to buy the next version. And then the next year you bought the version and guess what that's called? A subscription. Exactly right. (laughs) 
<laughs> I mean, you know, you know, it's like clockwork around this time every year, you're going to get the emails from Onwan and from Skylum and from Topaz Labs. Uh, you know, Topaz just had their, you know, photo AI 2.0. And you're not getting that, you know, you want those updates. If you're, if your upgrade cycle has expired, you're not getting that upgrade. You have to pay for it yeah. and you get it for a year. Same thing with Luminar Neo and their creative journey pass. If you want to use all their tools, same thing with on one, not knocking it. My dad had a saying, and I, I might be saying it wrong, but it's, it's like to your specifically Matt, to your point where you're like, I'm going to teach Adobe a lesson and I'm, I'm taking my 10 or 20 bucks a month somewhere else. That's cutting your nose despite your face. Like, yeah. 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 Matt nailed it. And I, you know, I don't want to belabor the point. If, Every one of these companies, uh, 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 Skylum, uh, On One, Adobe, they have, and the Capture One, they have their own secret sauce. Every raw editor is based on their own secret sauce. And you might genuinely love the, the taste of On One. Like, man, that, that just, it mm -hmm. hits for me. If that's you, go with God. I wish you the best. Like, yeah. keep using it and, and just enjoy. But if you're like, you know what, man, I love Adobe's flavor, but screw them and this renting, uh, I'm not renting my software, which first of all, you don't ever own your software, period. Yeah. But to give up, I mean, have you, have you honestly, and I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to be uh, uh, reductive here to anyone listening. Have you honestly taken a serious look at the things that you get with Lightroom and Photoshop? and think that anyone else, they might have something called something similar, some similar name, or you, do you really honestly think that there's a comparison there? Like, yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah. And I, yeah, we're not bashing. Well, it, it, is, it is interesting. Cause I'll, I'll call them, I'll call them out. I'll call them out when the, when there's times to call them out. Sure. Like, you know, I would say for the most part, what I've noticed since the, since the subscription price, since the pricing, you know, flipped to subscription from Adobe and then all these other alternatives started popping up. I, 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 I what I've noticed is, is they, they typically are all taking features from Adobe. Yes. Um, and the difference is, is so, but, but at the same time, sometimes Adobe's so far behind on something. That I'm yep. surprised. Like noise reduction is a great example. Why? Yeah. Why did it take until 2023? I know you want to say to have great noise reduction, just usable. Yes, just usable. Like noise reduction in previous versions was flat out unusable. If you compared it to what Topaz has had for years, what DXO has had for years, what uh, Noise Ninja has had for years, you know. Adobe was a one and they were a nine or a 10. And, and so yes. there, there are some things, you know, most of those companies are always playing catch up to Adobe. Adobe mm -hmm. typically coming out with a first, but I will say, you know, on one, on one did the noise reduction first. Um, why did it take Adobe so long to come out with it? You know, on one had some, on one had some pretty complex uh, masking built into their raw editor in some ways first. But to me, Adobe just took it and and went, you know, and said, basically, Adobe, if they are last to come up with something, like, why did it take until, what, 2021 to get color grading? Correct. Instead of split toning. Like, I will say that everyone's taking, like, on one took from Topaz, like, no noise. Like, that yeah, was, that's true. 
and, and and same thing, Apple does the same thing. You have these individuals, these indie developers yeah. who build these amazing apps and all of a sudden Apple's like, we're going to build this ourselves and put you out of business. Um, but yeah, yeah like <laughs> I would say the trend generally, listen, there's there can only be one king and like people are going to, you know, uh, these companies see this, uh, th that there is this opportunity to kind of siphon off or at least be a cat, a net to catch the, the, those customers who are like never, the, the never Adobe customers, the ones yeah. that are like, fine, great. But don't tell me that, you know, you go to, you leave Adobe because of the money and like, I I'm sorry. You go and spend the same money. Exactly. Like we do this for a living. Like we know what these apps can do, what their, what the quality performance is. I'm sorry. You're not going to tell me that that there's something there maybe maybe capture one because i mean th that is actually quite good but point is like capture overall one. yeah no, go no ahead. capture one's a great competitor to lightroom it is. i mean I, I would i would put capture one as a raw editor i personally don't care for the interface it could be just because i'm used to lightroom so that's fine yes. you know, sure. somebody's going to listen to this and send me an email and say i'm totally wrong that's fine everybody's got their opinion on it but yeah Capture One is a great competitor to Lightroom, mm -hmm. but it doesn't have Photoshop. Correct. And, and I need Photoshop. I want distraction and removal. There's times where I want to add text. There's times where I want to replace a background. I don't do Correct. it a lot, but I do it enough that I want distraction removal is key, especially Correct. for a lot of my wildlife stuff. Like I, I need distraction removal and raw editors. We're just not there yet. And, and I think it's going to be a while before we're there on a raw editor level to remove distractions. I, I think, I know people see the technology in Photoshop, why can't that be in Lightroom? But you're talking about two different styles of editors for a raw photo. Remember a raw photo, everything's gotta be non-destructive and it's, you know, it's called parametric editing, not pixel-based editing. So it's just a little bit different, but. It is, and, and my, my, here's my closing thing and then I'm, I'm done. Um, I'm done. And I know, but so, so, because what you said, someone can will probably write to you and say, "Well, you know what? Fine, you, you have Capture One. You don't want Photoshop? Go to like Affinity Photo." Do you know why I love Apple? I love Apple because I love how it integrates with all of its other app, all the other Apple devices and services. Yeah. The integration between Lightroom and Photoshop is such a beautiful, harmonious integration for me. It's 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 almost like a ballet. Mm -hmm. And I know I'm being kind of like overly poetic about it, but it's true. Like, that's why I'm not looking for alternatives. Find me an alternative that, that suits my needs and gives me the same equivalent performance. And when I say performance, I mean, across the board features yeah. that image quality, raw processing. Let's talk, but find it for me first. Don't just tell me, oh, well, this one's cheaper Th to me that I don't want to yeah. skimp. And so. it's got to have the community. I think that's important for people that are listening to us. You, yes. you know, use what your friends use. You make your life so much easier because you can mm -hmm. talk about stuff and you can share ideas and tips and things. And it's just, you know, these are the, the widest, widest used editing apps in the world. Um, rightly so. I don't, I don't think they have their place because they're just a big company. I think they have their place because they delivered really good features over the last 10 years. Um, not to say other companies had, and if I were to say my closing remark would be simply, we talked about the pricing changes. We talked about all that stuff. 
Um, and you know, when we talk about this stuff in the industry, it'd be use, use what you want. I think mm -hmm. the prices are so close together today that don't make your decision based on price. Whether it's $120 a year, maybe you love on one, it's $180 a year. That's fine. It's $60 more, but you love on what you love on one. You love what their, their, their apps do. So use what works for you right. and don't let price that's $60 a year. I'm not saying $60 a year is nothing. And I understand we have a lot of differing income levels on here. So I don't want to just discount 60 bucks a year. However, this is the most important thing you'll do in your photography aside from taking the photo. Mm -hmm. And it's the cheapest thing you can buy in photography, like a filter. We, we gladly go out and spend people gladly go out and drop hundreds of dollars on filters, but mm -hmm. this is the software that edits your photo. It, it, it's, it's the cheapest thing that you do. So you use, use whatever suits you. Um, I would just say, don't let the pricing change. I, and as far as Adobe goes, nothing has changed. If you're a Lightroom Photoshop subscriber, your world is exactly the same today as it was two weeks ago. And it will be the same in six weeks as it was four months ago. Nothing has changed. The only thing that can change is if you choose to use a feature more than you're giving your free credits for, and you choose to buy more for it. But nothing will change in your world. No price has changed in your world, which is pretty good considering the state that we're at when it comes to prices going up in, in the world. So, Couldn't have said it better. All right, buddy. What uh, I think we already said it, but where can people find out a little bit more about you? Uh, just my website, Matias.com. That's M-A-T-I-A-S-H.com. And um, you can find me over at mattk.com. We both essentially do photo education, photography stuff. So swing by our websites. Um, you know, both of us, I know, I know Brian and I know myself, we're both very um, in tune with people that email into us. It's not like it goes to some customer support place that we never see. So while we may ha not have a full show website up for this podcast, by all means, swing by the websites. If you got comments, if you got ideas, just hit the contact button write them in a blog post. I read all my comments. I know you read all your comments. So you'll find sure. a way to get a hold of us if you have a question or idea or thought about this. So thanks everybody for watching and or listening. I keep saying watching. Hey. Oh, <laughs> thanks Brian for uh, joining me this time. Thanks for having me, dude. All right, guys. We'll talk to you again soon.